Welcome to Vibe Talk Music. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. And I'm your co-host, AC Evan. We are here to talk about topics including self-awareness, vulnerability, gratitude, and how you can live a purposeful life in the music industry. By the end of each episode, you will walk away with new strategies and actionable tasks that will take your consciousness and music career to the next level. So let's vibe. And talk music. What's up, guys? This is AC Evan here at Vibe Talk Music, and I'm here with... Vibe Queen. What's up, y'all? Yo, so this episode, we want to talk about The Power of Now. It's a book that was actually recommended to me by you, I believe. Mm -hmm. I had had it, and I think I read like three chapters years ago, and... I think it kind of just blew past me, and I was like, yeah, I don't really, what, what is this, what is this mumbo-jumbo? <laughs> Something. And it just kind of collected dust, but when you sent it to me, specific, I think it was New Earth that I listened to first, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta listen yeah. to the other one. Yeah. So it's an author by the name of Eckhart Tolle, um, and what he talks about in this book is something that we both actually use on a, I hope, on a daily basis and a moment-to-moment basis. Mm -hmm. It's just about living in the now, living in the present moment, um, live like you were dying, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) Was that a Keith Urban (laughs) song or something? Um, But we want to talk about how how important that is, especially in the music industry, and just going to kind of chat a little bit about what the book entails. We don't need to go deep into it. he starts it off by saying that when he was 30 years old, uh, he dealt with severe anxiety and depression, as I assume most 30-year-olds will go through um, <laughs> one more year to go. So that's actually he got to a place where he needed to be enlightened, and it forced him into this um, state that he was in when he actually decided to write the book, The Power of Now. Um, And I connected with it because, for one, I definitely suffer at least a small amount of anxiety um, building my own company, dealing with artists on a normal basis, and just, you know, still trying to be a functioning human being. So I connected with it, and I really understood some of the key things that he was speaking to, which was basically like, we are living in the past constantly, and we are living in the future constantly in in our minds. And we hardly ever come to the now, which is actually all we ever have, which we'll dive real deep into that later. But what what was it with you, Queen, that you liked about this book? What connected? Um, so, so yes, I did read A New Earth first, which I think is a good intro because it really gets you in that mindset of his perspective. And I think for me... Um, just to kind of go back a little bit and the fact that you said it didn't really resonate with you before that's the thing i think this is all around us all the time it's are we ready to receive that message and maybe you weren't ready then but you were now but you know the seed was planted so but for me what really kind of uh gave me a sense of uh hope is that i had power i think often when you feel depressed at least from my own experience you feel powerless Right. So that's why either you turn to drugs, you turn to destructive behavior, anorexia or whatever it may be, because that's where you have where you can exercise your power. So I think knowing that, you know, if you're present and you are in the now, you actually have power and making those tiny decisions from, you know, moment to moment, that's going to propel you closer to your goal is what being present is all about. 
Um, so for me, it was just kind of um, an extension of a new earth and as far as the philosophies and the viewpoints that um, Eckhart had, but it also gave me an actual tool, right? Often we read uh, self-development books and the concept as a whole is great, but then you kind of read the book and you're like, all right, well, that was great, but what, what do I now do? Right. Like, not, what do I actually do? Exactly. Like, can, what are yes. the actual skills and tools so I can start implementing the things that I just listened to? So that's another reason why I really like practical books. And another book I want us to talk about in the future is uh, Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. And that's an actual tool. So for me, I think, um, well, I know that the power of now, I use it as a tool. So anytime I catch myself um, in a daze or wandering or just not being present, right, I just kind of remind myself, you know, it's now again. Right, right. And that, that tool, that actually stands out to me because in the book he actually says that your mind is a tool. I mean, chapter one's title is You Are Not Your Mind. Mm -hmm. So that, I believe, I remember reading that the first time around when I like dismissed it. I was like, I don't even know what that means. But like now I'm like seeing it with like new eyes. And he says how people should be using their minds as a tool. Mm -hmm. And you know, you put down the tool when you're not using it. And we're all just using it all the time. And I really enjoyed that because that's why I enjoy meditation because it allows me to kind of just let things float by and understand that I have, like you said, you, you actually do have power in this, in this now moment. Mm -hmm. um, so is there anything that stood out to you in regards to how maybe artists or musicians could mm -hmm. use this or just anybody in this um, industry? I think artists actually use it all the time when they're performing. I think true artists can agree with me that when you're on stage there's nothing like that feeling like I know for me I need to be sober when I perform because uh, I'm a perfectionist at heart however the feeling of just true bliss and especially when you connect with your audience to me that is such an incredible feeling and I didn't realize until reading this book that that was me being present mm -hmm. that was me truly connecting with my fans or whoever was in the audience and just for that split second, everybody just felt that, felt that vibe, right? Mm. And that is all about being present. The only way you can truly connect with your audience as a speaker, as an artist, as, as anyone on a stage is by being present. That's the only true way you can be present, right? So yeah. I think as artists, true artists, um, they already have that within them. Mm -hmm. They're just not aware of it. And I think once you have that awareness, you know, it will not only enhance your you know live performing but you can become aware when you're in the studio or when you're networking with someone of being present or when you're trying to communicate with somebody over a discrepancy in a contract and instead of it going completely sour and burning a bridge you know maybe you could take a step back and lead with empathy and kind of try to uncover okay maybe he's in a bad mood or how can i fix the situation so we can both win so i think if you use if artists can use and become aware that it's a tool not only will they enjoy performing even more, they can also use it to advance their career. And they can enjoy life even more outside mm -hmm. of music, which that I'm yeah. sure that does exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another big thing that popped out to me within the book specifically is he does exactly like you said, mm -hmm. creators, musicians, painters, authors, actually create at a place of what he calls no mind, mm. which is being present and actually, you know, for the lack of a better term, turning it off a little bit, turning, mm -hmm. turning the crank down. So if, if I agree, if they could use, they as in artists and musicians, 
if they could, for one, be aware that this is a tool and this mm -hmm. is something that they, they can do on a daily basis, but two, if they actually use it, they can, they can cr hopefully create at a deeper level and just understand that they can, they can perform at their maximum level and uh, appreciate everything along the way. Um, so that's great. Um, well, something I also wanted to add, this just kind of came to me as you were speaking, is that, you know, I think as artists, in, on some level, you know, how can I articulate this? They thrive off of the pain in their life because without feeling gut-wrenching gut -wrenching emotions such as heartbreak or betrayal or failure, how can you truly freestyle? How can you truly write? How can you truly create from that vibe, right, from that emotion if you haven't truly felt it? You know, and same goes for love songs and happy songs. So or heartbreak. I think they have to go through heartbreak exactly to write a heartbreak. It's like that they have connect. to go through that to create that almost has to exist mm -hmm. in their mind Absolutely. to create the way they do. Absolutely. So I think, again, especially in the music industry, they're more aware than most, which which, you know, can make them so successful because they're present enough to feel those emotions to then be talented enough, use their mind to turn it into art, which is incredible. Not everybody can do that, whether it's through poetry or comedy or graffiti or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and I just think that, uh, sorry, I was just like absorbing that for a second. Sorry, I spaced out. <laughs> no, no, that, that's um, huge. But I just think that musicians and artists have more awareness than they realize um, because they're able to truly feel emotions and turn it into art that's one and two when they're performing you know they're present I, I think that they know something is I don't think they're fully aware of it honestly I don't think most of them are fully aware of it and this is why because they're not using it in the in the positive ways true like, true I just meant it was it's it's open. Like Absolutely. It's, there's Absolutely. the possibility to I think nurture it more than maybe, you know, the average, you know, non-creative. Um, it it seems to me just from my experience and a lot of the people that I follow and that you follow as far as entrepreneurs, they either went through something catastrophic in their life or they overcame something, mm -hmm. which was the you know the catalyst for them to become more aware and to find something that can get them out of that depression. Even Eckhart Tolle mentions that you know mm -hmm. that he went through that. So it's almost like if you're kind of the average and nothing really bad happened and you're not a creative, it's like you're kind of just in this like zombie life, yeah. which many people are stuck in because the, the pain's not bad enough for me to become enlightened or turn to Jesus or whatever, but it's also not great. So I'm just kind of floating through life. And that's why I think finding your purpose and finding what you're passionate about is so important because that's what's going to really, truly um, wake you up. Absolutely. Um, but... I truly don't think a lot of them, at least at least some that I've come in contact with, mm -hmm. aren't fully aware how to use that is what I meant, um, because they're constantly stuck in this, uh, oh, I, I've got to get to the next level. That's like a phrase in this industry that I feel like is used way too often. I'm trying to get to that next level. Instead of Can enjoying... Can you give an example of what, what that means, like as far you know, as streams okay. or... It could be anything, depending oh. on the artist or the band. But let's say they're you know a band from Illinois and they're selling out where they're at and where they're at now. Let's say it's Chicago, mm -hmm. and they want to get you know they want to branch out and go instead of so regional and then national. So that's the next level to them. Okay, gotcha. But by that I mean they're always looking for that that upgrade in their career and not 
not really truly enjoying what they have now, not embracing that gratitude and saying, yo, there's thousands of other bands and artists that are, you know, haven't got to this point. Let's let's like be grateful for that instead right. of constantly looking forward. And I think if they could use it outside of the creation, like what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. onto the business side, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm mainly dealing with, they could use that and just be grateful and still push towards, mm-hmm. you know, upgrading. But like if they could do that more, I think they would just be a lot happier with their passions. True, true. Um, but again, I, I guess the question at hand is, how do you do that? You know, how do you um, tell an artist that, hey, look at it from this point of view versus the next level is this, you know? And I think that's that's where, in my opinion, you really can't teach anyone that. You have to just lead by example. That's what I'm learning. You cannot change people. You cannot force things on people. You can You can recommend books. You can... All of those things are great and they can plant a seed, but ultimately it has to be their decision to want to be open-minded enough to at least listen to the book and, and explore those different opportunities. And that has to come from within them. And I think the best way that you can get to that point is by being a true you know, conscious leader or influencer, conscious influencer. You're leading your life with integrity or whatever it means for you mm-hmm. and just being that example and then those people that are around you that respect you are going to start following suit. And all you did was just better yourself and you didn't tell them to change. They're going to come around on their own. And those that don't, you know, then those people don't belong in your life. And it'll take a catastrophic event, like what you said, most likely. So so I think that's a good thing. Um, I think that um, that kind of gives me a lot of hope because for a long time, um, you know, and I I definitely want to dive into this in a future topic with uh, with trauma and childhood. Um, You know, ages two to seven is when our brains are being formed. And I think for a long time, for me, I always felt the weight of having to help other people, like it was my responsibility. So my perspective was, well, if I have the answers, it's my duty to give them the advice to be better. I thought it was my obligation, but now I realize it's not. It can be unwanted, it can be unsolicited, it can be intrusive, it can be offensive, but I didn't think of it that way. I just figured I know it, so I should share it with you. Mm-hmm. So now I'm learning that instead of doing that, just focus completely on, on you and your own growth and people that you know don't even know you exist are inspired you know, by just seeing what you're doing, even if it's from a distance. I know I am, there's plenty of people I follow that I don't know know. Mm-hmm but they inspire me yeah you never know who's watching and you know artists can use that too in their Mm -hmm. everyday life when they're they're on social media they don't always have to be like conversation we had you know popping bottles in the club they can you know be doing yoga (laughs) on the beach if that's really what their passion is so getting out of the mindset of having to put on a show and just Mm -hmm. like you said lead by example and um overall live 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 in the now as much as you can um so there's a story that i really liked within the book um in that first chapter about how you are not your mind mm-hmm. he talks about the the beggar do you remember this this story um, it's like the very beginning ooh, vaguely if you can give a quick recap a, a beggar is essentially on the side of the road and he's sitting on a box and he's mm-hmm. been there for 10 years and just always just that's it that's where he's at all the time uh a passerby walks by and he says hey have have you ever have you ever looked inside that box he says no i've never looked inside that he's like oh well you should so he does and there's actually gold inside so (laughs) he that was the do you remember that yeah that was the analogy as the that's our mind 
-hmm. and the beggar is us, and he, Eckhart wants his book to be that passerby, mm -hmm. telling you, hey, you, that's actually what that is. So I, I really like that, and I wanted to just kind of wrap up The Power of Now with what, what do you think that means? Um, I think ultimately it means, I mean, I think it means a handful of things, but just to kind of give you a takeaway, I think it means forgiving yourself over and over when you fail and mess up because you're going to inevitably mess up. It's part of life. It's part of how you can appreciate life is the bad. So I think once you let go of things and forgive yourself and you just do the best you can and kind of goes back to the four agreements, another great book, you know, just do your best. You know, lead with integrity, or at least be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Um, don't assume, and you know, don't take anything personally. It's just a projection of where that person is. So, being present is just being aware. And the moment you keep remembering to be aware, that's a victory moment. So take that moment to express gratitude, which is the highest vibe, right? Besides love. So I think every time you become aware and you have that feeling of, oh, I'm here, I'm now, I'm present. That's a victory. And I think once you get so in tune where you're on that frequency, most of the time, that's happiness. And that's what Eckhart Tolle was able to do, sitting on a park bench for two years, right? Yeah. Just in a state of bliss. Like, mm -hmm. I can't even imagine that, you know? Like, two years? Um, that's incredible. Um, but yeah, luckily for us, he realized his He got talents. off that damn bench. Yeah, and shared it with the world, so. <laughs> yeah. Um... Something that honestly just came to, to my mind is what I took away from it. He mentioned how children actually live in the, are the, our best example of living in the now. And I remember that day I read that and I was walking around listening to it and I saw kids play and I was just like, he's totally right. They just don't care. They don't care at all. And I think a lot of times, again, wrapping this back into music, a lot of times artists just want to be kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just want to run around and do exactly what they want in the now, but just when you're an adult, you have to yeah. deal with those as an adult. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a plus and a minus because that passion and childlike enthusiasm is what makes them great artists, sure. great entertainers, sure. you know, so you don't want to lose that. Uh -huh. um, I just think it's a matter of redirecting that energy and, again, becoming aware. And I think those that truly mastered their craft you know, the greats, the legends in the music industry, they did that, you know, and one of my personal heroes, um, Quincy Jones, mm -hmm. is like 80 something years old. Yeah. And is just loving life and has accomplished so much and has worked with so many wonderful people and even like left field Betty White, I think she's like in her upper 90s and is just happy, you know, and it's right. like, they're just doing what they love. They're present. They, they really get it and they're enjoying it. And that's why I feel like they're still around. Yeah. You know? Dolly Parton's still doing her so. thing too, I think, mm -hmm. out there somewhere. Yeah, Chubby Checker. He still performs. I think uh -huh. he's about 80. I had the pleasure of meeting him a handful of times, which is really, yeah, yeah. really cool. Um, so yeah, I think it's a combination of not losing, not taking life too serious and having fun, right? Um, but then also knowing when to um, get your mind focused and right and have the discipline to get through the the tough the challenges and not give up i think ultimately not giving up it's all about balance yes for sure cool any parting words i don't think so let's just live in the now for one second a moment of silence <laughs> no we're not gonna do that <laughs> awesome well 
This is Vibe Queen. You can follow us at Vibe Talk Music, both on Facebook and Instagram, and you can follow my stuff at Vibe Queen Music. And I'm AC Evan. I am at AC underscore Evan on Instagram, and my company is Artist Collective. You can find us at Artist Collect, and we will check in with you, vibe with you next week. Yeah, peace.